eternity yet. I just know. Well, obviously, there's going to be a Yibum Shaila woven in, so it's just not so simple. Seriously. Good evening. Today, we're learning Masechet Sivamos Davches. Yesterday, uh, on Dav Zion, and right now we're going to be starting at the very bottom line of Dav Zion, but we're really in the midst of a discussion here, so I'll just briefly summarize. Yesterday, we were trying to figure out why we needed the word Aleha, and one of the things that the Gemara said is maybe we can make an extension from Eishes Ach, from the typical restriction of marrying a sister-in-law, marrying your brother's wife, which we are going to potentially allow uh, in a case of Yibum. And then uh, we said that maybe because by Eishes Ach it's allowed, it's also true by Achos Isha, which is your wife's sister, which is more restrictive, maybe we should say that that once one is mutter, the others are mutter. And the Gemara says, where do we learn this from? We said yesterday, how do we know that And the Gemara says, we learned from a case of a Mitzora who had to bring a Korban Pesach. He went to the mikvah and is just a tful yom. And yesterday we said that we take the assay of bringing the Korban on time, the Korban Pesach on time, because it's a mitzvah assay shiesh bokaris. And we override the restriction of a tul yom being in the Alzara. Fine. That's where we learned hol v'ishtere ishtere from. Now the Gemara picks up on the very bottom line with Ula. And Ula had said, hol v'hutar l'tzaras, hutar l'kiruyo. That because we allowed for the person who is about Saras, the Mitzora, to bring this korban on, on Erev Pesach, we would also allow him to do it even if he was about Keri. And the Gemara says, mi dami l'ula, is our case of Yibum, similar enough to the presentation that, that Ula just gave of uh, the Mitzorah, along with the Valkyrie still bringing the Korban. <clears throat> All right, everybody, you, got, you guys are sitting down? Just put on the seatbelt. That's <laughs> <laughs> not how I felt about that. Yes. Says the Gemara as follows. Tenach, I could understand your comparison, Ula, in a case of Hecha de Nosa Mace, where the person who was to die, we know that in our basic storyline of Ruven, that Ruven is going to die. So it's not that Nosa Mace, you don't marry dead people, but where the person who was to die got married first. So he married Achana. Uh, so these are brothers marrying sisters. So I could understand how Ula compares to Yibum in a case where Ruvain, who we know will die by the end of the story, gets married first to Chana. The brother who will uh, who live out this episode, Shimon, who marries Penina, their brothers are married to sisters. Because, because Ruvain got married first. And because had he died at that point, it would have been mutter for uh, Shimon to marry his wife to marry Chana, the Ishtere Iser Eishes Ach. Therefore, I might have assumed Ishtere Nami Iser Achos Isha. I could therefore see a reason to compare the case that Ula presented, which is the case of the, Baal, the Mitzora and the Baal Keri bringing a Korban. And I can compare that to our case. I can see how whole the Ishtere Ishtere might work in such a case where Ruvain married Chana first and then he would have in theory died because then it's only a sister-in-law concern of Ach, uh, of Eishas Ach, which is less severe than Achosisha. Ella, however, Nosachai, let's say Shimon, the one who will live out this episode, got married first. The Acharkach Nosames, then then we have a bigger problem because Iser Achos Isha Kadim. Then he had the Iser of his wife's sister, which is, a, which is a more complex erba. And now it's a double restriction. It's not only that it's his sister-in-law in one way, but then his brother also married that woman. It's a sister-in-law in two ways, Eishasach and Achos Isha. Even had it been that Ruvain also married, Ruvain is the one who will die, how will that work out? I could understand how Ula compares to our case. 
where Reuven, who will die, gets married and then dies, and only afterwards, Nasachai, that's when Shimon gets married to his wife, who is uh, his sister-in-law's sister. That's two sisters, the Chazile Beni Beni. Because by the time that Reuven got married and died, at that point, at that moment, right when he died, Shimon could, in theory, marry that sister-in-law with, with no problem at all. Elanasa Mace, if Reuven gets married, Velomace, but doesn't yet die, the Acharkach Nasachai, and while still alive, while Reuven is still alive and married to one person, so then Shimon marries Reuven's wife's sister, then then there was no moment in time when Shimon was allowed to marry that sister without Achos um, Isha being a concern. So says the Gemara, Milo Modi Ula, wouldn't Ula agree? Don't you agree that if the Keri and the Mitzorah in, uh, were, at, were simultaneous the night before, like when he was about right after the mikvah, wouldn't you agree that he would not um, place his uh, thumbs and toes into, enlarged toes into the Mikdash? for the sake of becoming Tahar, because there's no way that there was ever a moment when he would have been rotwi to bring a korban. So the Gemara therefore says, your comparison is not strong enough. And therefore we have to go to yet another answer, but don't worry, we're actually gonna answer our question that we've been asking for literally for blot, which is why does the Gemara use the word Aleha to teach me that you cannot marry other uh, a double Arayos? Yes, you can marry a sister-in-law through Yibum, we understand that, that's clear. So the, base, the classical case is, let's say that you marry someone completely unrelated to the mishpacha, someone from a different family tree altogether, and they get married. So Ruvain's married to Malcolm. Great. Ruvain dies. Shimon, clear and free, can marry that person. No problem. We override the Isser of Eishas Ach. No problem. But here, we need the word Allah to restrict us. But why do we need that? And here the Gemara presents uh, answer number six. The Gemara says, When do we need the word Aleha? That's Meis Umeis. That's a case where um, that's a case where Ruvain gets married to, to someone, to Penina, and dies. And then afterwards, and then afterwards, uh, his brother Shimon marries that woman's sister. Now he has a double isra. You might have thought it was Muterhol Ishtere Ishtere. Kamash Malan, the word Aleha, Talmud Lomar, that we learned that the word Aleha teaches us that he's not allowed to marry that person. The and all. The analogy is that Ruvain got married and died before Shimon even came along. He was, Shimon was alive. Shimon right, was alive, but he, but he married his. He, he wasn't married to anyone yet. And then he married, so, before he married the Yibum, he married that woman's sister. Is he allowed? That's what, that's what I was asking. Is he allowed to do that when she you can marry sisters? But once his brother died, it seems to be a form of waiting for him, and then he goes and like searching, so to speak. No, Mion's no. only with Ektana. No, it's called Zika. But is he allowed to go get married where he's gonna Why can't uproot he? his ability because he's uprooting his ability? Like, he's supposed to marry. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that's true. So Nasa Mace, the case here was that... And that's what I think it said. Umes, yeah, the Nasa Mace Ume. So Ruvain marries Penina and dies. In the meantime, Shimon is single. Just comes out of the freezer. Right. And then he sees so a, a nice girl. Else, he's already... So Lechora, he did this by Isser, right? I think so. Or maybe I'm wrong and maybe he's not required to, you know wait or to avoid, but it would seem <clears throat> like it should be. I just don't know what Rashi... Oh, that's the wrong Rashi. The, the, the other siblings? 
Yeah. 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 It might have been that he married her, but Isser. Right. It's very possible. There's a lot of cases, even ones that we've glossed over. It's not like Kedushin is for sure. Yeah. Um, and, and it's not like that. It's not like there's an Isser to marry that woman. Correct. It's just it's a bitl assay. It's a bitl assay of Yibum. That's possible. Or, or no, you can marry her and do Chalitza. That's also possible. But you can't do Yibum. All possibilities. The Ibai Sema, another possible answer, a quarter of the way down on Chesmet Aleph. Another way to understand why we would need the word Aleha is a case of Asya Behekesha Midi Rabbi Yonah. Rabbi Yonah also has a Hekesh, one that we've kind of sort of referenced, not in his name. And that is, The Pasuk says in regards to our Rayos, that your person will get kares for it being involved in any of these abominable acts. All of the Arayos are compared to an Eshesach. That we do allow the wife of one's brother who passed to, uh, to, um, to get married to that woman. So maybe I would have thought that therefore you can marry any of the Arayos, even though this Arayos is only one level of Arayos and all the other versions of Arayos are multiple levels of Arayos. Still, I might have made that Hekish. Therefore, Aleha. But the Gemara has a problem with Rabbiona's Hekish because we previously started the other way. Rabbiona's Hekish says that we learn everything from Eishas Ach. So the Gemara says, wait a second, didn't we learn earlier in the Masechta? Mechti, hang on one second. Kola Rayos, in regards to the general category of Arayos, I could have compared it to, to either of the two cases that the Torah explicates. One is a case of Eishasach, my brother's wife, and the other is a case of um, my uh, my wife's sister. Yeah, my wife's sister. My chazis to Akshas the Achos Isha. Why earlier in the Masechta did we make the comparison to Achos Isha, which is a more severe case? Maybe we should make the case Akshinu Ach. We should make it like Rav Yona did over here to the case of Ach, which is less chamor. So the Gemara provides two answers. <clears throat> One of the reasons why we went the route of comparing to Achosisha and not Eishasach is because when I'm comparing Arayos, I can either compare it to that which is more mekil or more chamur. And when it comes to Arayos, I'm going to compare to the more severe case. And that's the case of Achosisha, where you're a sister-in-law twice over instead of only being once over. We need the cases to be comparable. So when we're talking about a case of general Arayos, there are two Isurim, that's similar to the case of Achos Isha and not to Eishasach. Eishasach is one level of Arayos, but Achos Isha, my wife's sister, is twice usher to me, once because of my wife and once because it's a sister-in-law. So I have two separate Isurim. So that's why this case is more comparable. However, uh, and Vitre Mitre Yalfinan, Aval Hacha, but in the case of Eishasach, which is Chada Isura, Vitre Mechada Lo Yalfinan. We can't make the jump from Eishasach, which is one level of Arayos, to the rest of Arayos, which is two levels of Arayos. Good. All right, shifting gears only ever so slightly. Rava uproots the last, uh, I don't know, uh, I don't know, five hours of learning that we did together. And Rava's like, nah. Uh, he says, Erva lo tzricha kra. 
Oh, this is so frustrating. Erva lo Are you kidding me? Erva better require a pasuk after what we've done so far. Why doesn't this? Why isn't this the case? Because what never happened over the last few days? We spent so much time trying to find a case where there was an assay that would be dofe alosa assay What does Rava say? We don't need a pasuk because at the end of the day, what did we figure out? We were not able to find a viable source. That's, that withstood the test of time to say that an assay will be doche alosase when that losase has kares. We did find regular assay velosase. That we found. Rabbi Tana de Rabbi Shmuel and the Chacham, and we saw that already. But when it comes to the assay uh, trumping alosase, sheesh bokares, we did not find that. So that's what the Gemara says. Rava Amar erva lo tzricha kra. De'en assay doche losase, sheesh bokares. So therefore, uh, what is the Pasuk needed for? After all of that, says the Gemara, we don't need it for the erva. That we know you cannot do ibum in that case other than eshes ach. However, ki istrich kra lemeisar tzara, to say that the second wife, the penina of the story, that penina is going to actually have a status of iser, asks the Gemara our question that we have this sense of shock and dismay that we even thought about it. How can that be? I'll bring you two brises, says the Gemara, that we learned already that clearly indicates that an erva needs a pasuk. One of them, it's being excerpted from the Gemara that we learned on Daf Kimmel. Vatanya, ainli elahi, I only know about the erva. How do we know about it, Sarah? So then the Gemara says, no, that brisa was just a... You know, the, the, it was just a staging to get to the Isser Tzara. That was just Mishum, Mishum Tzarasa. We knew that the Erva was already going to be usher for him to marry. That we knew. That was just a, a way to set things up for the Tzara. Okay, fine. But another Brisa. Later in that Brisa, Vaktani, Eini Elahain. I know about all of the all of the 15 Arayos, but what about their Tzara? Says the Gemara, that too was a staging. It was just a setup, just to get to the to the crescendo, which is all about the Tzara. Mishum Tzarosehim. Says the Gemara, still, Rava doesn't make sense. How can you say that Erva doesn't need a Pasuk? Toshma, we have a Brisa. Rebbe Omer, Rebbe looks at the Pasuk and he says, the Pasuk should have said, Vilakach. And what does the Pasuk actually say? The Pasuk says, Ulekacha. And it should have said, Viyabeim. And what does the Pasuk say? Viyibma. So what's with the extra letters of hey? So says the Gemara, Lesor, number one, Saros, and number two, Varayos. So Rebbe looks at these two psukim, these two words, really these two letters, the extra letters of hey that were added in Chumash. <coughs> and he says, why are they there? So Rebbe says, it must be that one of them is there to teach me about Soros and the other is there to teach me about Arayos. What does that show you? We have a Pasuk in Chumash about Aras. Rava, what are you talking about? How can you say that Erva lo tzarech kura? So it says the Gemara, no, no, Rava has a beautiful little play on words. You thought that it was Tsaros ve'arayos? No. Amo, how should we learn? Less or Tsaros shell arayos. The, the peninas of the chanas. It's the wives, the Tsaros of the women who are taka the aras, but it's not really coming to tell me about the aras. That we already know. All of the 15 from our Mishnah, we know that those are already aras. We're only coming to talk about one case, which is Tsaros. Says the Gemara, that, that doesn't stand up to the smell test. How many psukim were there? Two. Vilakach. Rabbi presented two psukim. One was definitely talking about Saros. What was the other one talking about? It has to be Arayos. So then again, back to Rava. How does he make that work? My love, Chad Erva, And how then, Rava, can you say that there is no Pasuk to speak about Arayos? Says the Gemara Lo. 
That is not how we understand it. Both psukim are talking about tzara. Chad, one pasuk, either v'lakach or v'yabem, or really, u'lakacha v'yibma, because the pasuk presents with the letters hey. So one of those words comes to teach me, lemesar, to forbid a tzara b'makom mitzvah, that a tzara cannot be married, just like the erva in a case of yibum with an arayos. That's what b'makom mitzvah here doesn't, it means... In theory, had it been that there was a mitzvah, but there isn't because she's in our rest. This language is not a simple language and it does make things confusing. But it means that when there's a case of Yibum with Haraz, which is not allowed, one of the words teaches me that a tzar is also forbidden. V'chad, and another one of the psukim that Rebbe presents in the Brisa is the Mishrei Tzara Shilobamako Mitzvah, to say that if the brother dies for and, and there are children, let's say, and there's no Yibum, he can marry Penina. That's not a problem. The only time that Sarah becomes Usr is through Yibum. That Sarah is not related to anybody. She's Ruvain's second wife. And when Ruvain dies with children, let's say there's no Yibum or whatever the exception is, she's in, whatever the case is where there's, where there's no Yibum, Shimon can marry Penina. They're not related. It's only a Din and Yibum. It's a Chiddush. Sarah is only Usr through Yibum. And therefore, if he dies with kids and the, me- the mechanism of, of what happened with those two wives was not Yibum, he can marry Penina, no problem. That's a Pasuk in Chumash right here. That's how Rava learns in my time. Well, why is it that Rava says that way? Uh, so says the Gemara, because v'yabein, v'yibma. This is his drasha. This is how Rava understands the Psukim of Rebbe. B'makom yibum hu Only when there's actual yibum in play. That's when the tzara is going to be forbidden. Shelo b'makom yibum. But when there is no yibum, then sharia tzara. Beautiful. Now, Rava is really standing strong now. Rava really, has, Rava really has a good case to say, we don't need a Pasuk by Arayos. We know that when there's Yibum by Arayos, that he is not allowed to, that Shimon, or the, the remaining brother is not allowed to marry this woman. And Omar Rav Ashi, Masnisa Nami Deka, he says, I can show you Rava even in our Mishnah. What did Rava say? Rava said that we don't need a Pasuk for Arayos. How do we see that implied in our Mishnah? Says the Gemara beautifully, six, seven, ten lines from the bottom. Diktani, what did we learn? Fifteen women, what do they do? Exempt the second wife. Says the Gemara. The Bryson doesn't say, I, the Erva, am exempt from Yubum, and so is my Tzara. No. It just says that the Nashim themselves are Pturos other people. doesn't speak about the, the Arayos. So Rava has a very subtle but beautiful diuk in our Mishnah, which is that when our Mishnah says that the 15 Arayos are problematic for Yibum, the Mishnah doesn't actually speak about them. It's only through them to the second wife that's being referenced. So that's a beautiful raya that the Gemara says, uh, referencing the Shita of Rava very, very quietly. And Shmamina, we therefore see that Rava just might be right that we don't need a Pasuk by Arayos. What does Rava do with Aleha? Aleha was darshan six different times to try to learn it from within the Pasuk. And Rava goes with a completely different set of Sukkim. Yeah, I can't remember if we're going to discuss that today or tomorrow. Yes. I think so. Uh, what was his answer above? What did Rava say? Well, Rava could still Rava could still accept one of the previous answers. Rava could accept the answer of the Hekish that we saw about the page. Uh, could he accept Rav? Yeah, he he could accept either of the two answers we presented at the top. The case of the brother of Ruvain who married and then died, and then Shimon married his sister. He could accept that case too. 
Because that's not about the psukim. That's just a case where I might have erroneously. Rava would still be fine. All Rava is saying is that the actual status of the 15 arayos don't need psukim and chumash. We don't need a specific drasha for them as it relates to Yibo. Okay. So says the Gemara, great. Rava's doing well. Rava doesn't need a pasuk for, uh, for arayos. But the Gemara asks such a brilliant question. Why is it that we said, according to Rava, that we don't need a Pasuk for, for our Rayos? Because we had said, asks the Gemara, maybe I should argue that a Tzara also doesn't require a Pasuk. Why? Because doesn't the Pasuk speak about Litzror? It does. But if that's true, you shouldn't be able to marry her no matter what. So it's such a brilliant question. We've been so focused on Erva, why we're not, why we don't need a pasuk for everybody. Boom! The Gemara throws it right back in Rava's face. Here's what Rava would say: You're absolutely right. as we say in our parlance. Ki itzrichkra. When only is the pasuk going to be necessary? Thank God we successfully turned another page. Says the Gemara. That's lemishrei tzara shelobam makom mitzvah. We know that it's aser. The pasuk is a matir. It's to tell me that a tzara is allowed to marry shelobam makom mitzvah. Is that if Ruvain has children and he's married to two wives, and one of them is uh, one of them is the sister of Shimon's wife, and the other is random woman X from Malka from another community, unrelated. So if he dies and there's no Yibum, so Rava says we need the Pasuk to be matir her to be married when it's Shaloba Makom until my time. Huh? Because Amar Kra, Aleha, Bemakom Aleha Hu de Asira. When there is Aleha, Aleha is code word for Yibum. When there is Aleha, that's when the Tsar is going to be Asir and Shaloba Makom Aleha Sharia. All right, he answers the question. But says the Gemara, not really. Amar le Rami Barchama le Rava. Rami Barchama says to Rava, Erva Gufa. We should have a case of an erva herself where it is and we should be allowed to marry her. What is going on here, this is a very hard question to learn just in the Gemara. Rashi gives us a little bit of a clue on the second line of Rashi. That there is an erva herself who even in a non-Yibum case we should be able to marry. We're talking about a case of a wife's sister. There is a certain possibility, it's not very clear from the Gemara or from Rashi what that is, that maybe we should be able to marry the sister. Allah says the Gemara, who after all the following would be the logic. When it's so then we said that Shimon cannot marry Penina because it's his wife's sister. So maybe we should say, therefore, maybe we should say that when there is no Yibun, we should be able to marry her. A little bit of a jump in logic, because it doesn't really seem to flow that that should work. So it says the Gemara, it's not a good argument one way or the other. Six lines down, I can show you a case of a Tzara that will uproot the logic, or whatever you considered that to be, uh, in the previous argument. And that is, we know that when there is a case of Yibun, that's when Tzara is prohibited to marry Shimon. So we see that that's not a good uh, a good argument. So Amar Lei, he says to him, Really what's happening here is that an, uh, the Achos Isha is always no matter what the iteration is, right? It, w- before, 
However you look at it, an achos isha can never be married. That's just never allowed. That's what the Gemara is basically saying here. So that's what the Pasuk Bechayiha means. Hold on one second. The Gemara says that's not true. Hai Bechayiha is not coming to teach me that achos isha is going to be um, prohibited in all cases. It's coming to teach me that if she dies, things change. Is that if Chana uh, dies, if Shimon's wife Chana dies, then he can potentially marry Penina if Reuven also dies. Okay. Says the Gemara, that's not learned from there. Hahi, that we learned out from somewhere else. We learned that out from a different pasuk and not from Bechayeha. Says the Gemara, if you learned it out from Isha, we have another problem. If we learn that out from the pasuk of Isha, that after uh, after Chana dies, Shimon can marry Penina, I might have thought that divorce was enough. Talmud Lomar Bechayeha, the Pasuk of Bechayeha is needed to teach me that no, Kol Bechayeha, as long as the Achos Isha is still alive, the Afalgav did Iskarsha, and they just simply divorced, lo, you're not allowed to marry them. So therefore, Ela Amar Ravhuna Bar Tachlifa Mishmede Rava, Tre Kraiksive. How can we explain the Shita of Rava? That is uh, very confusing at this point. Says the Gemara, there's two Psukim, and then we will be able to navigate them, and we'll stop at the two dots in about 15 lines from here, uh, and then we'll pick up uh, tomorrow. So says the Gemara, what are the two psukim we need to understand? See, one pasuk says, and another pasuk says, so the first pasuk says that uh, it's the sister-in-law pasuk, it's the sister's pasuk, it's Eishas, uh, what is it? Uh, it's Achos Isha, and it says Litzror, that you cannot have one of them be a tzara. You can't marry both sisters. But another Pasuk says, Legalos Ervasa, which seemingly is the Chadamashma, which is a reference only in the singular. So it says the Gemara, how do we understand this? Haketa. So Bimakom Mitzvah, when it comes to a case of Yibum, so then Shteyan Asuros. When there's a case of Yibum, but there's a double Arayo status on Penina, She's Achos Isha, and she is Eishas Ach. So then in that case, they're both going to be Asr. But what if Ruvain, when he dies, has children and there's no Yibum? So then if it's Then the Arayos, the woman who, Chana uh, in this case, is not allowed to be married. But Penina would be allowed to be married in this case, had it not been in a case of Yibum. So says the Gemara, why would you say that? I could argue the exact opposite. We're just about halfway down. Epochana, I would reverse it. Maybe we would say that mitzvah hi asura, that when there is yibum, that the arayos is going to be asur, muteris, which is not an iteration that we've ever entertained. But maybe we should say that when there's yibum, Chana is not allowed to be married. Uh, sorry, when, when there is... Let me say that more clearly, that in a case where there is Yibum, he asura, only the Arayos is Asur, but the Tsara, the second wife, who is really unrelated uh, in a family tree, would be Muteres. And Vishalobim Makom Mitzvah, but when there's no Yibum, maybe we'd say that both of them are Asur. So it says the Gemara, if that's true, in Cain, lo yomar aleha, then we, then the word aleha has no use. So Amrle Ravashi the Rav Kahana, Mimai Dahai Aleha Isura. The only reason you think Aleha doesn't have a purpose is because you treated the word as a restrictive terminology that Aleha generates Isser. Dilma Leha Teira. Maybe the word Aleha is a matir. And how would that work out? We know that a wife's sister cannot be married as it's Sarah. Neither of them can be married in a case of Yibum. However, Aval Bemakom Aleha. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, let me just go back a little bit. This is what the Torah is saying. When the Pasuk says about Achos Isha, Lohi, Vilotza Rasa, neither of them can be married when there is no Yibu. What? 
When there's no Yibum, so then neither of them can be married, not the Arayos and not the Tzorah. But had it been a case of Yibum, then maybe we could argue that Shtehem Mutaros. Says the Gemara, that's a very difficult thing to understand because im kain legalos The second pasuk seems to speak about only one wife who is allowed to be married and not two. But it wouldn't work out either way because according to the, if we learn the word aleha as a matir and not as a restrictor, so then even makom mitzvah shtein mutaros ishalobe makom mitzvah shtein asuros. What the way it would turn out is that the psukim don't make sense. We can't say that the word aleha is an inclusionary term because if we did, then there would be no way to understand the pasuk of legalos ervasa, which speaks about a case where he's allowed to marry one and not marry the other. Because if you say that the word Aleha is a matir, there is no case when you can marry one or not, where you can only marry one and not the other. Therefore, we reject that idea. We fall back on Aleha, which has to be restrictive. And really, we have primarily finished this. So we're going to come back tomorrow to speak about uh, the Shita of Rebbe that we learned about um, earlier, one that was used against Rebbe, but we'll pick up with that tomorrow. So we're stopping two-thirds of the way down on Chesim and Bez of the two dots. And uh, Hashem should bless us all. Have a wonderful Amen. night. We're going to learn tomorrow uh, before Mincha.